What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing episode 18 of the final season of The Walking Dead. And yay, we got Michelle for these last yay. few episodes. She is finally yes, caught yes. up. Finally. You had to get caught up on what, three seasons? Because you stopped in eight? Eight. Mm-hmm. So, so three seasons. So I had to start over at season eight all the way to current. Okay. So what are your thoughts? Before we get into the episode, just kind of generalize. What are your thoughts? Because you left off with like the scavengers and so much has happened since. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, with uh, Negan and everything. So overall, I truly enjoyed just the transition from season eight to 11. And there's there's actually a transition on how the show is like going Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like even the, I won't say villains, but the antagonist is just different. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed the kind of like season 11 was just different from season 10 i guess coming from the walkers because the walkers was kind of i'm sorry not walkers whispers Mm -hmm. that was dark it was extremely dark Mm -hmm. so this seems a little bit more lighter okay somewhat okay i'm saying somewhat but but from the whispers it's it's completely different Mm -hmm. so i enjoy that i also enjoyed the transition for the growth in negan because in the beginning i couldn't understand how people will say, oh, there's going to be a Negan and uh, Maggie show. And I'm like, how the hell this is going to happen? <laughs> she asks us every time we like, talk. <laughs> literally, she should be killing him every time mm-hmm. she sees him. Mm-hmm. However, I actually saw it and I'm like, oh, I really like Negan. It's a really interesting redemption story. Right. But if you listen to him, you killed his people. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill your people. We have this conversation on this show all the time because I'm very active on Twitter now. And I see like the commentary from the fans and you have some that are way over here. You have some way over here. You have some that are kind of sort of in the middle. And it's really interesting to see how people, especially with his character, he is such a polarizing character because Mm -hmm. for the people who defend him or who are okay with his redemption arc the people who can't stand him oh my god it's like it's like war it's war okay it is but you have to think about okay i don't like how he ruled his people but if Mm -hmm. you think about if we was coming from their side we would think rick and them were evil too we say that all the time time. Mm -hmm. we would think that Mm mm-hmm so, yes, it's our favorite characters that got murdered by this group and by him. However, we were on the other side of the fence. It's like, wow, this group just comes in out of nowhere and interrupts our flow, mm-hmm. killing us in our sleep. Right. What did we do at the outpost? Nothing. Right. Right. So. Okay. Okay. So here's my question. Having gotten caught up now and now that you know the whisper story and everything and you saw a little bit of alpha's backstory as you were catching up what do you think about her character now that you know a little bit more about her you know compared to what we saw in tales of the walking dead well everything fits in the timeline for her Mm -hmm. so i just want to say she 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 was a tad bit 
already crazy beforehand. <laughs> I just want y'all to know it was already there. Yeah. Just got brought out. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you talk about letting your child turn blue, when she put the dry cleaning bag on her head and just sitting there and watching, I was like, yeah. Yeah. You were you so, a different kind of special. Yeah. She was different. But I did. I'm glad that I was able to see it this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And seeing her, her and then going back to the past. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because so, with hotels, it ended right. All you really saw was her and Hera. So you didn't mm-hmm. get none of the other. Mm-mm. Until. Mm-hmm. You actually saw what happened, so you knew she was on the boat, mm-hmm. and in the boat to about to kill Lydia to these people finding her, right? Oh, yeah. And then Beta was just right behind her with craziness. Yeah, when he started talking to her head that he was carrying around, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was y'all need to kill him. That was y'all need to kill him mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. No. But you know, a lot of them and feel was like a, they can hear stuff and right. And I was a little concerned when Negan had joined the group because I didn't know what was going on. And then when they had that, you know, their nasty love in the forest, <laughs> I was like, crude, I'm not. She needed a crude reward. I'm like, honey, this don't even seem like the group you will hang with. You're you're not gonna fit in with this group. But I see, you know, what happened. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, the funniest Plans. part of the whole thing when Megan went, when he, he he's getting acclimated to being a walker, he had skinned the little thing and put his little skin in there. Beta came with this big ass thing. That was the funniest because Beta was like, I don't like him. I'm going to outshine him on everything yeah. that he do. That was the funny, I don't know if it was meant to be funniest montage, but that was the funniest thing yeah. I've ever seen. So... Okay. All right. So let's get into episode 18. So we ended the episode with Daryl having a knife to Lance's throat. And so we start this episode. He still has it, you know, he still has the knife to Lance's throat. And the soldiers are telling him to put his stuff down. And then all of a sudden, here comes Pamela Milton and Mercer and Carol. And I was like, damn, y'all got there quick. Very quick. Very quick. Very quick. Like she struck that deal and they got in their trucks and they were there. Me and Hanako had this question uh, last week where they are on this map. Because right. they is traveling because remember we said from Ohio to Virginia was what like an eight hour, eight hour um, Yeah, walk. I think we looked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, they're uh, walking. Now, of course, Pamela has her, she has her vehicle, her government vehicle, but still, that's going to take a while for them to get there. So I guess in a way, those stories are being told kind of linear, like this is what's happening here while this is what's happening there. And it just makes it seem like, okay, yeah, y'all got there kind of quick, but it's kind of jarring in a sense because you Mm -hmm. don't really have a sense of time. And then it does seem like a lot of things are happening kind of off the screen. So it kind of makes it hard to kind of gauge where they are in time. But either way it goes, Lance is lucky they showed up. Because when I tell you, Daryl looked like he was about to kill him. Oh, he was. Kill him dead. He was. Pamela was telling him to stop. He was like, nope. Mercer was telling him to stop. He was like, nope. 
And we got the second F-bomb of this last part of the season. I, I really think they're going to give us an F-bomb every episode for the last eight episodes. I mean, you might as well. You're getting, you're getting them yep. all in. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we got it from who uh, Negan last episode. Uh-huh. We got it from Daryl. So now who do we need a who do we need an F bomb from? Uh Carol. Carol. Hmm. Aaron. I, I think, think it would be Aaron weird say, for me to yes. hear Aaron say an F bomb. Yeah. No, he's I, gonna be mad about something. I would <clears throat> Rosita. Well, we already got one from Rosita in yeah. the last last eight episodes. So okay, we'll figure that out. But anyway. So Daryl still has the knife to Lance's throat, and then here comes Carol. And he was looking at her like, What did you do? And I think at this part, they're still kind her. of I think they're still a little bit estranged, but they're they're kind of like it's not like they're not talking to each other, but I think things are still a little weird between them. So I don't know. Look, Daryl, she says she she says she handled it. Leave her alone. But the the deal that she got, she said that they would be able to go back to their homes. No charges would be filed. And what, what was it? She said debts would be cleared on both sides and deaths would be cleared for both sides. And I was like, wait, who else? I can't, I can't remember who died on our end. Did anybody die on our end? I don't think so. I think our people may have killed some folks. Like yeah, that. I mean, there was some deaths, but it's not. I hate to say this. Important characters. It was just in the background of our people. <laughs> well, one well maybe they killed Vir- maybe they killed Virgil, and that's Hilltop. why we can't. <laughs> like, wasn't there some deaths at Hilltop, or even at? We can even count the apartment. Oh yeah, the oh, apartment yeah. from because they were yeah, talking the to Megan, and they, I mean, they were talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, well, they were talking there. to Annie. Annie was there, so yeah. And the mm-hmm. guy who was cuckoo for Cocoa Puff, who they threw off the building. Oh yeah, him. Him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but nobody oh, yeah. like important, important to us. Yeah, I'll say nobody important, important. No, nobody is part of the Alpha Group, part of our group. Okay, but yeah, so they would get to go back to their homes. They would get all the supplies that they needed to complete rebuilding they would get food they would get water i was like how is this a and, bad plan and supplies to fix right mm-hmm. i was like i don't okay initially i thought okay there's nothing wrong with this plan but and even though we got all the way through the episode with no nothing happening well almost nothing happening to change that i still felt like I don't know if I believe that Pamela will hold up to her end of the bargain. Nothing she said made me believe her. Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. And that's what I was Nothing. talking about with transition with antagonists because the other ones is just gritty. We know we go out there, we're going to shoot each other. We're just scrambling for our, you know, for our territory. But this is all this politics and her talking, her and Hornsby, I can't. I can't right now. I just want someone to stab them in their sleep. So <laughs> since, since you since you go into this her and Hornsby thing, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way because me and Casey's been talking about this since the Commonwealth and Pamela Milton have been 
introduced. Have I not said that there was something between Pamela and Hornsby? Something weird, something yes. sexual, probably one-sided, but have I not been saying this from the beginning? Yeah, because when he was sitting on the ground and she put her hand, he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was just like, I mean, and the way that she was touching him, she was like ruffling his hair. He's just like, I was like, oh yeah, there's something there. Absolutely. I think it might be unrequited, but she's using it. I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's you know his place. Love, it's like when you're in love with the prom queen and the prom mm-hmm. queen now. And she have all her little friends and string you along a little bit where you right. thinking. Right. Pamela is the villain in this. Just I don't know. Pamela. Because even when Lance is talking about um, you know, when she's kind of holding on to, oh yeah, your life, your way of life at the Commonwealth is over. He was like, Hold up, after everything I've done for you, I was mm-hmm. like. What kind Ooh. of everything is this, Lance? Is she dirty too? He's right. not clean. He, right, but he, and he was like, "You've never had a problem with how I did things before." Correct. That makes me feel like she might have had an inkling about what was going on in those houses, but she didn't oh, know she Sebastian knew. was mm. involved. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of turned a blind eye to whatever it was that Lance was doing, but now that her son is involved. She's like all oh, high and mighty, like, oh mm-hmm. no, you've done stuff and you, you sully my goodness. Really? Right. Honey, you sullied that name long, long time ago. Because remember, wasn't Connie in the investigative reporting report, investigating her father? Blah, blah, her blah, uncle. Blah, blah, blah. Her uncle. uncle. She got, she got, uh, she got Milton's uncle, I think she said, kicked out of Congress or kicked out of the Senate. So, Either yeah. Way. That family dirt run deep. And you know it probably does because her dad was the president. He was like the actual president before the world fell. So you know looking at the trajectory of this episode and how things kind of went from promising to oh shit Mm -hmm. because it's like I really I was really hoping, I'm not going to say I really thought, I was really hoping that with everything that was going on, you know, you got, you, you see Rosita and Gabriel seeming like they're kind of maybe back on track. You know, they're trying to leave out. Daryl is taking care of the kids and he's trying to pack. Aaron has to leave that, that his damn child again, you know, to, it, it seemed like we were getting to a point where, oh, we might actually be able to come out of this. Now, I figure if we get out of the Commonwealth with no issues, there's going to be issues down the road. You know what I'm saying? You're not Mm going to let them go scot-free and give them all this stuff to rebuild and just leave them alone. Because you already It was all a lie. It was all a lie. Right. But it was interesting to see that little bit of hope, like, oh, we get to go mm-hmm. home, we get to do this, we get to do that. And then at the end, with what happens to Sebastian, it was like, oh, well. Right. Should have known. But even before Sebastian, I, w- I didn't have any plans that anyone was going to go home. Well, I just see, think she, came, she said that. Right. However, as well, they I mean, were walking by, it. 
They did give Jerry, I mean, think about it, Jerry and Aaron, Lydia and Elijah, they did leave and they did have a cart full of supplies that they were taking with them to, um, to Oceanside. And then Maggie made mention of leaving and going to Hilltop. And then we don't see Maggie for the rest of the episode. So I think, I think at the beginning, she may have been somewhat sincere in letting them go and giving them the means to start over because one, it means that they get out of her hair and she can go back to ruling the Commonwealth the way it was. Because here's the thing, if you let them go and you let them go to their own homes and let them deal with their stuff, they're not sitting here meddling in your stuff. You don't have to worry about newspaper articles again. You don't have to worry. I mean, now that you've captured Lance and you've blamed Sebastian's shit on him, you don't have to worry about that side of the equation. So in her mind, she may be like, okay, you know what? This is the smart move. Get these folks the fuck out of my way mm-hmm. and let them go. But I feel like even if she was sincere in that, it's gonna, there's going to be something that makes her say, you know what? Hmm. Maybe I was a little bit too quick in letting them go. You know? So I... I really do feel like she may have been sincere somewhat at the beginning, because I think at this point, her whole thing is these people have been more troubled than they're worth. Mm-hmm. Get, give them the stuff that they need to, <laughs> to go do stuff. Because again, for them, it doesn't seem like this stuff is hard for them to come to, you know, or, or, or hard for them to get. You get what I'm saying? And I'll, I'm going to circle back around to that because I have some thoughts about that too. But it's like, even at the beginning, when Lance came to Alexandria to help them, when he went to Hilltop, he had so many supplies. They brought them so much stuff. And it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we want to we wanna even trade. But what was the even trade? Y'all come and live with us. How does that, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're going to come live with us and we're going to give you jobs. Okay. But what are you really getting out of it? You, you got a whole lot of trouble. That's what you did. Cause you didn't realize what group you were asked to go. Right. <laughs> and, w- and with this group, one, they don't trust anybody anyway. And so two, this is just too much like our old life. And they feel very, most of them feel very uncomfortable with this. Right. They, they like being real. They the like being in the streets. Mm-hmm. And rugged. and Right. No- Free. Yes. With no bullshit. That's what right. it is. They don't want the pretty. I mean, okay. Let me not they say don't that. want the fairy tale. No, they don't. I think they, they I would say they kind of sort of want it. Like they want, they want themselves to be safe. They want the kids to have mm-hmm. a place to grow up and not be scared all the time. I understand that. It's kind of like when they first got to Alexandria, Michonne was all about it. She was like, look, I think we can build here. I think we can live here and be good. But just like with Rick, Carol and Daryl and even Carl, Carl was like, I don't want us to get soft. And Rick was like, oh no, that's not going to happen. I think they could have, they could have come to Commonwealth. I think they could have made things work, but like y'all said, they don't want the facade. 
Now, right. if, if they can have the Commonwealth and have the walls and have the food and have the security and have the homes and stuff without all the bullshit, mm-hmm. I think they would have been cool. They would have still been on their P's and Q's. They still would have had a backup plan. They still would have had an exit strategy just in case things went south because, come on, let's face it, with our group, anytime they get introduced to a new place, <laughs> things go south. But again, <laughs> it's always because they notice the bullshit. When you've been on mm. the road living raw for as mm. long as they have almost 10 years, and you come into a, you know, you come into a, a scenario like this, it's gonna be easy for them to p- pick out the bullshit because they've dealt with the liars and the governors and the this and you you get what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, she's the probably who, like, get them out of my way. Just just send, right. send them home. Give them whatever it is that they mm-hmm. want so they don't ever mm-hmm. have to darken my doorstep again. So yeah, I think she probably was sincere, but now that her son <laughs> done got his throat <laughs> ripped out, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to change. And, and the crazy thing is, it's going to change because of the per- perception. Because... If it's not just her, it, it might be some of the other people who are watching. Somebody's going to blame Eugene for you, Sebastian's death, even though right. I don't think Eugene did that on purpose. He didn't. He was trying, he to, trying, save he was trying to save her. Yeah, he was trying to save her. But, however, I mean, if we're going to go there since we're already there, mm-hmm. however, we can blame all those other people for attempting to murder too, who just stood there as the man said, help me, help me. Help me. But and they look the like this. What they did is, in essence, what people do now. Shit happened. Everybody got their phone out. Mm-hmm. Recording. Y'all just mm-hmm. watching. Y'all mm-hmm. not trying to help or solve nothing. Because they wasn't mm-hmm. even running from the other walkers who was there. They they, they didn't get, oh, it's a show. Because no, at that point, I think most of the other walkers had already been killed because Mercer right. took out two. Judah took out one. Daryl took out two so that's two. five and then the one that's that was on sebastian six so there's two more somewhere in there that i don't know we we probably just missed or i miscounted but i it's like okay you saw the way that people were when they were doing the speeches when pamela was getting ready to do her speech and then she introduced sebastian you know when she got up there to talk everybody was all yeah 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 i was like wasn't this the same bitch i was booing a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. oh you give somebody a scapegoat and oh it's all happy again Mm -hmm. okay whatever but then when sebastian gets up there she introduces him you notice that the crowd approval kind of went down and i mean they kept showing daryl kind of looking because people were like or they were sitting there talking saying stuff about him so you know in that moment these people still don't believe like yeah okay you told us lance did this stuff Mm -hmm. and he's whatever but we still don't trust this motherfucker like you can look at sebastian Mm -hmm. you can look at him so i think at that point they were probably like, oh, well, you got what you deserved. How many people did you send to that? Because again, yes, they, they pinned it on Lance. 
But the fact that Sebastian hit for so long when they were calling for his head, you already know he had something to do with that. Yeah, yes. his mommy got him out of it. But you know, he had something to do with that. So they were probably mm-hmm. looking like, oh, okay. So that's for our people that you sent to die so you can have some money. Again, right. and I asked this question, why the fuck are we dealing with money again? Anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there because that's going to be a question that we just have. But yeah, I mean- in essence, all of them were guilty for letting him die. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have hit that thing. All these flower pots. Look, I'm, I got it on in the background. All these flower pots. All these- <laughs> because they became soft themselves. Did you not see them running around? Like, what to do? What to do? Like, yeah. kill the walker. I mean, seriously? It's a hundred of what? y'all and it's only eight walkers. <laughs> but they could be of the mind that if we go back to World Beyond, people were born inside the wall, so they never had to experience, and we don't know how long uh, the Commonwealth has been around. Yeah, but most of those people in the Commonwealth are grown-ass adults. Yes, yeah, they are. Which means that but they have, they were part of older the real than world. world. I was trying to give them <laughs> the benefit of the No, <laughs> no. If they were Iris and Hope's age, if they were Carl's age or right. Gracie's age, I could understand. And they had never been outside the walls, never seen a walker. I could understand. But most of y'all motherfuckers done seen a walker before y'all got behind the walls of this commonwealth. So you're not going to tell me. Maybe there just wasn't anything to pierce the skull with. Maybe that's it. You didn't didn't even have to pierce the skull. Just get him, get the thing off of him. Yeah, and then you got Daryl and Judith right there. Judith with her dad's Colt Python taking care of the Walker. I mean, you see how you her friend see. was looking at her. I was just about to say something about that. Her friend was looking at her like, almost like she was horrified. I'm like, yeah. what did you think? What did you think this little girl was doing before she came to live behind your gates? She been out there on her, you know, with them for with 10, them. 11, however many years. What did you think she was doing? Has Judith ever come across as the type of child who's just going to sit there and let an adult do whatever? No. No. Even in the way she carries herself. Like, even though she was different in this episode, I think this is probably the most childish we've seen her. And I don't mean childish in a bad Mm -hmm. way, but we've seen her acting like a child. But it's funny because I looked at her, I said, I already know what Casey's saying. When, she when, needed whooping. when Daryl came out, it was like, Where's Judith? I said, He looked like he wanted to whoop her. Yeah. He looked like he wanted to whoop her. But it's like, we don't have time for this shit. We do not have time for this. <laughs> That's exactly what the fuck he said. Like, because again, I don't know. Because again, Daryl is not trustful of this place. Mm-mm. He's not trustful of this place, but I think. If Judith had stayed there a little bit longer, then she would have become what they call soft, what Carl call, call what Carl, Carl calls soft. Try saying that five times fast. But I think that would have happened to her because she's never had that in her life. So for it to all of a sudden be presented to her. There, she, yeah. She was already in there. Yeah. So I hate to say it, I'm kind of glad it happened this way because now she realizes like, okay, I can be comfortable, but 
not so comfortable that I forget what to do because the fact that she sat there and froze when that walker was coming towards her, she was just looking scared. I was like, Judith, baby, how many walkers have you killed? But again, we don't know how long they've been there. We don't know how long they've been in the Commonwealth. But I know it's been... You don't forget that. You You know what? I would say you don't forget it, but you, if you get so complacent think about it up until this episode we've never seen a i I don't think we've ever seen a breach of walkers inside the commonwealth walls and if you've been there for a a long time especially you're a young girl think about it judith and this she's still supposed to be around the 11 12 year old age range even though she Mm -hmm. looks a little older she's still supposed to be a bit young if she's gotten to the point where She's in this place. She has all of these things she's never been exposed to before. She has all of her adults with her to protect her. Nothing bad has happened. She has been kidnapped. She hasn't had to deal with any walkers. Her young mind may have been like, okay, you know what? Maybe this part of, maybe that part of my life is over. And to be suddenly confronted with it again, especially after she had the conversation with Daryl, she was like, it's supposed to be better. I don't want to go back to carrying the gun because then that tells me that this is always going to be a part of my life and that's not what I want. So for her to see that so visibly in front of her, yes, this is a part of your life. I think she was just in shock. Like, damn, am I really going to have to do this? Is this going to be the rest of my life? But you know what? Also her picking that gun up was kind of like, remember when Michonne was like, I'm done. And she put her katana on the wall. This was kind of mm-hmm. that instance as well, where Judith thought she had some relief. Well, oh, I can put my sword down. I can put my gun down. I have doing. I can just be a kid. And so then, when she realizes, no, these people need my help. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. the same realization that Michonne had, and she even after- mentioned Michonne, yeah, wanting so- to put down her sword for good. Mm-hmm. So the same thing. It's like it, it's a callback to that where you you want to be and feel so safe that. I don't have to do this anymore. But then you also have to know that at any time this can happen mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of the other millions of things. Either way, we right. can't be so so protected that we let our guard all the way down. And unfortunately, Just- that's a lesson I think she has learned. She yeah. She's probably going to be like, oh, you ain't going to catch me off guards like this. No well, more. she should have got a little bit of that last week when you hiding in the cabinets. But still, that's people you're hiding from. Yeah. But, you know. You know, but here we go again. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just. Go again. So she just, that's, this is just life right now. For them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about some good stuff for a change. Okay. Wait, one second. Maybe mm-hmm. Judith will be the one that says the F word. Ooh. Then she going to need a whooping. <laughs> ain't gonna need no whooping she ricking michelle's ch- uh, child let her say the f word all she wants okay let's Ooh. talk about let's talk about some some good stuff we gotta talk about some ships we gotta talk about some ships because when i say i ship elijah and lydia so hard but i'm so scared i'm so okay, let scared me say this, about this. this is what i was going to talk about last the montage that they gave at the end of Lydia, Elijah, all of them going off into the sunset, I immediately said, all them about to die. 
Don't because you <laughs> don't do Man. that. She's gonna make me mute her because she <laughs> has been putting Aaron's name in her mouth as a goner since the beginning of this season, and I am not appreciating it. <laughs> I don't either, but but if you go back and look at it. Go back and look at it. No, they start playing the little soft music. The, the, the mu- They are setting the ambiance tone. They had that music going, and they going away, and then they slow mode it. So now it's slow mo. Oh, that's no. all about I'm gonna tell you all this. That whole group is dead. I feel like, I feel like now. I don't know. I kind of, sort of. I was worried about Aaron. I'm gonna be honest. I was worried about Aaron because a lot of people speculated because. If you look at him, he looks the way Rick does in the comics. You know, Rick in the comics, he's got the short hair. He's got the overgrown beard. He's got the one arm because in the comics, Rick lost his arm. So a lot of people were speculating that he was going to get Rick's comic book death because, uh, spoiler for you, Michelle, comic book, because I know you're probably not going to read the comic Mm-mm. book anytime soon. Sebastian is the one who kills Rick in the comics. Ugh. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, oh, they're in the Commonwealth. Aaron is in the Commonwealth. He looks like comic Rick. Okay, he's going to get Rick's death. When I say the minute that goddamn Walker bit into Sebastian's neck, I was like, yes, like he's safe. <laughs> then I thought about it. I was like, this is the walking dead. Ain't nobody safe. But for now, like, at least I know right. he's not going to get but, that death. Or if he gets for, that death, it's not by Sebastian. And that was the only thing that pissed me off. Because I was like, how are you going to have Rick Grimes, who survived all of this shit, get killed by a punk ass like Sebastian Milton? That was the thing that pissed me off when I heard about it. I was like, are you serious? Out of anybody what? that could have killed him, this is how he died. Guys, yeah. So, but going back to Aaron, every episode Aaron in, I feel like Aaron's about to die. To be honest with you, I think they're doing that. I mean, every her. time lately, everything he does, I'm like, oh, here he, here we go. It's going. Aaron's going. Okay, he did. go. Okay, Aaron's going. I you feel know, like Aaron is going to be one of the people that makes it to the end simply because everybody is expecting him to die. That's that's how I feel. Aaron going to make it to the end. I'm not paying you no attention, Casey. I'm not paying <laughs> you no attention. I'm not paying you no attention. But I every time I'm like Aaron's going to die. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're going back to the to the fun yeah. stuff because okay. I'm not dealing with y'all negative Nancy's. Anyway. <laughs> well, no, I don't want Aaron to die. I really don't. I feel like when his when his husband in. died, I feel like and the daughter she doesn't deserve that. I don't think Aaron should die. But I'm just saying every time he's on the screen, they put him in close. I think that's that's that's, oh, that's, that's my that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Aaron is going to outlive everybody's thoughts and expectations because of the fact that everybody's expecting him to die. Right. Okay, he'll make it to episode 23. Now, this is what issue I have. With them telling us somewhat the spinoffs, then I'm like, okay, at least I know my favorites are not going to die. And I don't like that. I wish I didn't know about it so that I could be like, Rick and Michonne, I'm okay with because they're not currently on the show. And I'm like, okay. And we know they're not dead. So, right. so I'm okay with that, but everyone else, I'm like, see, man, now I know that mm-hmm. nothing's gonna happen to them. That I was like- a that was a 
excuse me, that was a complaint that a lot of people had. And I think even, I think I saw an interview or a comment somewhere that when they announced the Maggie and Megan show that even Jeffrey Dean Morgan was kind of thrown off and disappointed because he was like, I don't think they were expecting that announcement to be made. And he was like, so you just basically told people two of the main protagonists are okay. You know, mm-hmm. it kind it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of dims the the anticipation or you know the because that's what even with this now, we're all wondering, are our people gonna be okay? Like, okay, yeah, I know Negan is gonna be fine, but when I tell y'all I have grown attached to Annie and I do not want anything to happen to her and this baby for several reasons. One, I like her. Two, she's a black character. And there's not enough of them on this show. We have some, but not enough. And I just don't mm-hmm. want her to die. She's a black female character. And you know that never goes well when when they kill when they kill us off in, in shows, especially sci-fi fantasy related type things. But also I just feel like she adds another layer to the whole Negan thing, you know, as far as his quote unquote redemption or his trying to seek, you know, him trying to I don't want to say make amends, but at least he's trying to be a different person than he was before. And I think that's what makes me mad about people who are so hateful of him. I'm like, so you're basically saying that because somebody did something wrong, that they don't deserve a chance to change. It'd be different if he was like alpha. Alpha knew she killed. Yeah, she had no so qualms totally, about it. Yeah. She basically was like, oh, it's the dad's world. We're just living in it. And you need to either acclimate or die. That's yeah. different. Kids, babies, it doesn't even matter right. for her. Right. Even with the governor, I feel like the governor, for the most part, he could have been, he could have been redeemed after all the stuff he did with his first group. Because you saw him out on his own. You saw him kind of despondent. Then he finds this family, Tara and her sister and her niece. And he kind of gets in with them. He, he, he's with the um, sister. I can't remember what Tara's sister's name is. And then he becomes like, he gets a second chance at being a father figure to someone. And I feel like that could have been a turning point for him. And then, of course, when he finds out about oh, the prison, uh, kind of, sort of, because here's the, this is this is how I feel. That, the people at the prison wasn't bothering you. Yeah, no, the people at wasn't. the prison, what they were not bothering you. At so all. when you found out that there were people at the prison, you could have just let them go. Y'all are behind walls. Y'all got nice houses. You got running water. You have all the things that this prison does not have. And if you rolled up on the prison and you saw their setup, okay, yeah, they got traps, but they're still having to deal with walkers. They're still having a, they, they're still in danger. Why would you want that? And then to find out, oh, we don't want that. We just don't want you in there. No, that's to me, that is what you call an irredeemable character. Mm-hmm. There is no way that you can save him. He and then the shit that he did afterward was just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like Annie for that reason she kind of she kind of gives him a something to say okay you know what even if I was teetering on whether or not I wanted to be okay with these people not have a reason to say okay you know what 
I got to get my shit together. I can't be the same type of person I was. Now, granted, I don't think he needs to lose all of his ruthlessness because it comes in handy, especially if you're going to come into contact with another group similar to what he was and you know what's going to happen because of the world that they live in. You're going to need somebody who actually thinks like these people, just like he was able to get in and infiltrate Alpha. Alpha. Mm-hmm. Alpha. He was able to get in there and, and infiltrate so deeply that she got intimate with him. Right. Is this something you ever saw happening with this character? No, because she seemed cold, she seemed heartless, and she seemed very calculating. Negan was that mm-hmm. little, you know, thing that kind of threw things off. So anyway, going back to what I was saying, I like Annie. I don't want anything to happen to her. I love seeing um, Rosita and Gabriel kind of mending things because I think at I think at one point we, we pr- pretty much figured out that they maybe had broken up or they were kind of having issues with each other after he came back from going to Meridian with them, you know, because the one time we did see them in the Commonwealth, they were talking about, Oh, who was going to keep Coco? Oh, she can come to my place. And I was like, excuse me, what you mean? Your place. What is this? Like their pairing was weird to me at first, but now (laughs) I kind of like it. So it's like, well, that's, I thought so too at first. And then I was like, okay, I'm digging it. But that's how I feel. I'm sorry. I feel about Negan. Really? I'm, just not, I'm not into that yet. Okay. And that's I mean, that's cool. I'm, I'm just not who I'm imagining him with. Who are you, man? Um, who are you imagining him with? I'm not quite sure. I was going to say, I was, as long as you don't say Maggie. As long as you know, I was going to say Maggie. I was. There are actually Maggie Maggie and Negan shippers out there. But I can see that though. I can kind of sort of see. I can see it, but like 10 years from now. I feel the tension, but I I don't think I would ever say, yeah, like I just don't see that happening, especially considering. Your child knows that this is the person that killed his father. I don't see that ever working. No, they won't have no romantic relationship. Okay, now that. That's what I see from them. I don't see like, I'm just saying we on the road and we lonely and then that's it. I'm just saying. I don't don't know if I see Maggie. And then she hates it. I don't know if I see Maggie hate banging. Like, I don't see that. Now, I will say this. I could see, I could actually see it with Negan and Carol because, because, okay. And I say that because this one, I feel like their dynamic is really good. Like they really, I think they see each other for who they are and they, that's like, I feel like that could be a friendship in a sense. And I'm saying friendship. I feel like that could be a friendship in a sense because she knows the measure of who he is and he knows the measure of who mm-hmm. she is. And I think because they see each other in that way, they could be t- totally honest with each other. And I can see a friendship being there. Now, as far as anything romantic or sexual, I could only see it because I feel like if they were in a situation where it was just them, 
and they had knees, they could do it. And then like Carol would literally get up and look at him and be like, okay, whatever, and keep going. That's the way I look at that. Do I see it happening? No, I don't want to no. see it happen. But I could see something like that because it's something that I feel like with Carol, if she were to do something like that with Negan, it would told there there's no emotion involved at all. If it's Maggie, it's different because there would be a hate thing there because this is a man that killed your husband. And then there will be guilt that is too much. Like there's no way you can just hate real life person because it's too mm-hmm. much emotion involved, even in the hating of him. Carol would be indifferent. You know what I'm saying? Right, But see, but that's not where the tension comes from. The tension comes from. I, just, I can't, I can't. The only time that I've, Remember I, when I can't remember I can see Megan and Maggie being reluctant allies and that's about it. I do not want to imagine mm, 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 no. I can't see it either way. Hey, I mean I, I I could I could see it. It's a stretch, but I could see it. But they could they couldn't have a romantic relationship. That's what I'm saying. I can see a relationship, but it wouldn't be a romantic relationship. It will happen one time. It would be and a then, hate thing. And then it will be like, even if they were on the road and they was drinking and they just felt comfortable and something sad maybe happened and then Mm-mm. it happened and, and she it realized, It would be you know, a I hate can't. bang and then she would hate herself for the rest of her life for doing that. No, I can't. I can't see it. I can see it, but I don't want to see it. Let me put it like that. Okay. okay. I can see it, but, but all I don't I'm saying is they having a show together. He's not gonna have a kid with him on the road. So 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 I'm just saying something. Casey, what do you have to say about this? You said neither will Maggie. Uh uh-uh. Herschel ain't going on. The, I on think Herschel day. would go because he's older and it'll be her, you know, Herschel, her and um Negan, but I can't see him also bring his wife and child. I don't so, I think if Annie survives the end of this show and if Herschel survives the end of this show I don't see Maggie taking Herschel on something like that one because he has ambivalent feelings towards Negan and that will make things difficult because he's going to be a child if she tells him to do something he's going to be mad because y'all here with Negan if Negan tells him to do something he might flat out refuse to do it and that could put them in danger so I feel like if all of them survive. And whatever it is that takes Maggie and Negan to New York, I feel like Annie would have had the baby. So she can't really do any traveling anyway. She's going to keep Herschel with her because we already see, and we've seen several times, Maggie trusts Annie with Herschel. So mm-hmm. that's what I feel I like is going to be. Like, Maggie, I mean, Annie will stay behind. I don't know if they're still going to be in Alexandria or if they're, you know, if they're going to end up taking over the Commonwealth. I don't know. But I feel like she's going to have the baby. She's going to keep Herschel because whatever detour they're about to take to New York is not going to be for long, quote unquote. And then whatever happens. I mean, the, the, the show is only six episodes. So I, I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah, that's kind of what I see. Yeah. And I do see um, Herschel having a relationship 
with Negan, it's just going to be a conflicting relationship. It's just like he likes him at certain points and then hate him other points and remember that conversation of when I get to a certain age, I will step to him. Yeah, that's gonna be killed. He's gonna be he's gonna be upset. He's gonna be upset with himself sometimes when he's like, Oh, I understand Negan. And then he's gonna be conflicted. Yeah, he will be. And but I think at some points he'd be like, You'd be thinking, Oh my gosh, you kind of like him. But then the next week he was like, because he's gonna he's gonna be a teenager, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Middle schooler. So he's gonna be conflicted with with his relationship with Negan, too. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. We we were talking about positive points. We are. I got one one positive. We are. We're going to talk about some more positive. When Daryl put the knife in Lance's hand and say, he will live. I ain't kill him. Uh, Yeah. I died. I said, that was a positive. You know, we said this last week. We were like, Lance going to learn. Not to fuck with Daryl. Daryl done shot you in the cheek. He done shot you in the shoulder. He done put a hole in your hand. Leave this man the fuck alone. Leave him alone. (laughs) And you don't mess with nobody. Mess with everybody else. Mess with everybody in the Commonwealth. Everybody from Alexander. Mess with everybody but that man and them kids. Mm -hmm. Anybody. Right. Right. Daryl is going to kill him. Daryl has to be the one to kill him. Mm-hmm. Has to. Mm-hmm. Has to. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be more satisfying for anybody else. I, you know what? I no, because I said this. I said this a few episodes ago when Carol found out about the house and the fact that. Daryl and Rosita got trapped in there and all this and her and Mercer had remember I said Carol's probably going to be the one to kill Lance because Lance I she think was- he sees Carol for who she is you know he doesn't fall for that oh I'm just a little old lady I don't know Lance doesn't fall for that but I still think that he underestimates her and he underestimates our group again Daryl and Daryl and injured you Three different ways in the span of what a week. So and you still fuck with him. And you I still fuck with him. Once you shot me in the face, I'm good. Oh, you know what? Forget what we had going on. You got that. <laughs> and then once you shot me in the shoulder, right? You know what? I thought about it even more. I'm really good. <laughs> right. But yeah, so and I then, think if it's I not Daryl, and then you stab me through my hand, fuck you. Yeah. If it's not Daryl, I would say Carol. That's that's who I said a few few episodes ago, and I'm gonna stick with that. I think it's gonna be Carol. Okay. So, and I think you know, I'm gonna stick with Daryl. Okay. I'm gonna stick with Daryl. Okay. I say Daryl. Other other positives. Um, that Carol and Ezekiel scene was was cute but it was sad because Ezekiel is talking about staying no I mean bruh no Ezekiel don't want to have to do shit yep Ezekiel don't want to have to do shit he has found his little zookeeper life again well I mean and I understand that and he still you know Carol mentioned something about his treatment so he's still being treated for the cancer and he runs the free clinic Oh well yeah and I I understand that 
that, but you, so this woman lit specifically came out to find you and, and was like, you're not coming, are you? Bruh. You will. <laughs> no. Well, never mind. Long distance relationships don't work. <laughs> I still want them to get back together. I loved Carol and Ezekiel together. I did too. So, hmm. anyway, so let's see. The, the cute... positive, still got good aim. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. And you know what? I will say this too. Even though, yes, Casey, I was like, yeah, Judith need a whooping. It's nice to see her acting like a normal teenager for a change. Mm-hmm. Like, not just, oh, happy with everything and hanging with her friends. But going through the emotional, the, you know, the, I don't want to do what you tell me to do with sitting there like this. Like, why do we have to leave? Why are we going back home if it's broken? And She was mad. She needed a whooping. Whatever. Whatever. And RJ reading the Invincible comic. (laughs) That was cute. But somebody pointed out, um, it's kind of like a nod to Carl because uh, I think when Michonne brought him some comics or something having to do with comics, because, you know, Carl was into comics and we've seen him with comics, you know, in past episodes. But he was also reading an Invincible comic at one point. And then, mm. of course, you know, Invincible written by Robert Kirkman and, you know, the TV show had Glenn and Maggie and, you know, uh, um Aaron and had a whole bunch of voice actors from The Walking Dead in a couple of their episodes. I thought that was cute. I thought that was Mm -hmm. cute. But um, the whole Carol and Daryl thing, again, there there are moments when things seem a little tense between them. I think they still have some, some issues they need to work out. But it's also funny that when Judith went missing, she was the person he went to go find to help him. And she was the one that had to give him the pep talk about being a parent. Because he was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, Daryl, you're doing great. You're, you're look, you've kept, okay. you've kept both of these kids alive in a zombie apocalypse. You're yes. doing great. You're doing great. Look, they just got a little attitude. They ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have an attitude. He was just like, I ain't gonna get in trouble. My big sister told me he came up <laughs> He's typical little brother. He's cute. But um, okay, so let's get into some of the meat and potatoes of this episode because we gotta talk about Max. Max is the MVP of this episode. Cause when yes, I tell ma'am. you, Max was jump, not letting it go. Max didn't no, care. She wasn't. He was like, I'm not letting this go. I'm not just about to let this be swept up on the road. Hornsby didn't know. And then when they went to go visit Hornsby, Hornsby was like, leave them motherfuckers alone. That's what you do. He was like, I want to tell your little girlfriend too. But Eugene was like, I just want us to be safe. And she was like, if you don't want to do this, he was like, no, I just want us to be safe. But is this what you're doing? This is what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, Eugene is all in here. And I'm here for it. Again, I, I love them as a couple. It's It's like, it's different and it's quirky. And I like it. I just like the fact it's that Eugene has found someone. Yes. But yeah, she is a firecracker. And when 
She walked in there and turned on that recorder. I was like, oh, this shit. I didn't think he was going to say all that he said. I thought he was, she was just going to catch some, you know. But he, she. He let it all out. Everything. And she got it all on cassette tape. I did not think he would, because he started off like not bad, but then he he was like, fuck it, off the deep end and jumped his ass in and let it all out. Like, and was still like low key being condescending and insulting to her in the midst of all of that. As As hell. So yes, I I did not feel bad at all when what happened happened. She got him, she recorded him saying all this negative stuff about the Commonwealth and how you know these people are so stupid and you know the way of the world is that the poor stay poor so the rich can keep doing what they I was like, oh, she got a gold mine. I was so scared though that something was gonna happen and the recording wasn't gonna go off the way it was. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, maybe the tape is in the wrong spot, or maybe it's not gonna work or something. But as soon as she turned around, she looked at Eugene. She was like, I said, oh, it's about to <laughs> be about oh. to go down. <laughs> he pressed play. And the crazy thing about it is you probably say so much stupid shit like that all the time. It didn't even register to you from the first few words. Oh, I like I literally just said this a few hours ago. And oh, mm-hmm. I know who I said it to. You sat there arguing with your mama trying to figure out what is this? I didn't say yes, you did. That's your fucking voice. I was he, like, how dumb can you be? He is stupid. And I don't like Commonwealth where, okay. Now this when she's finished, he's gonna take over. No, 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 no. Let's vote. Let's have a, a actual hard. democracy. Here because That's he's hard. an idiot. You just automatically get the job? No, no, this should not happen. See, they're having that kind of problem in House of the Dragon, too, but we won't talk about yeah, that. But right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, mm, I like, just don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, just because your, your grandfather was presidential material, yes. because your mother is, you know, political material. But I mean, this is the same thing since I mentioned House of the Dragon. It's the same thing that we see going on with Aegon II. He doesn't want to be king, but all these people around him are forcing him mm. to usurp his sister's claim to the throne. Same thing with Sebastian. Sebastian is like, when she said, you are the future of this place, did you see the look on his face? He was like, I don't want to be, be the future. Right. Because he, he even says as much to Max, he's like, to. this is supposed to be my brother. Not mm-hmm. me. I, I just happen to be the one who's still here. He doesn't want this. Mm-mm. What about any of his um, behavior makes you think that he will be a great leader? You literally just had to lie on someone else or really like throw someone else under the bus mm-hmm. to get him clear from the evil shit that he was doing. And yeah, Lance is taking the fall for it now, but Sebastian did that shit. Mm-hmm. And matter right. of fact, he went to Lance for, for that. Lance said as much. He was like, mm-hmm. I've only helped Sebastian because he's your son. Anyway, Sebastian dumb. Because you couldn't figure out where that recording came from. And then when you did, 
it was already so much chaos because people already people mad and they starting to throw stuff. I'm sorry. I will say this about Max. Your ass should have been gone. That is true, though. That is true. I understand you want to sit there and and read and enjoy it. You want to sit there and enjoy it, mm -mm. but your ass should have been gone. Yes, she should have. I look back at her. Soon as it's as soon as he pressed play, you should have been out. You should have been. And I, mm-hmm. I and I think part of it is she wanted the she wanted to see the look on his face when he realized what happened and who did it because of the fact that he thinks so lowly of her. Oh, you're just my mother's mm-hmm. lackey. Yeah, but look at what your mother's lackey just did. She just exposed your dumb ass for all you are. So I get that mm-hmm. part, but you could have did that from across the square. <laughs> you could have just took off one. And Eugene be like, I don't know where this came from. What? Or here's, or here's the thing. No, Eugene, I think Eugene knew because Eugene he pressed play. Soon as it started playing, he backed up, and Eugene was that. That's what she should have been true. doing. Eugene was getting down those stairs. He was like, Nope, let me go. <laughs> he he should have grabbed her and took <laughs> off. But as you see, she starts running when Sebastian realizes it's her. She starts running through the crowd. And then, of course, what happened? Shira and um, Calhoun shot the uh, the city workers. So now you got walkers walking inside the square. And like we said earlier, all these hundreds of people panicking over eight walkers. Like, y'all couldn't pick up a stick. Y'all couldn't pick up something. And, and like, mean, there it is. I mean, think about it. If It was really sad seeing everyone running around not knowing what to do and you're literally standing there and letting the walker come right up to you right and bite here. you and you're like uh, <laughs> uh okay like literally you can run a little bit faster you can kick you can push and you trip one of them motherfuckers over make I them mean, fall it's gonna take them a minute something. to get up you know get the ice cream Part, roll them over. I'm just saying something. Help, help, and you help know, yourself. I, I hate to say this, and I, I in every disaster movie I see it, in every panic situation, where all these motherfuckers in the background come from. Why y'all all not running in one direction? Why is it constant? This in the background, mm-hmm. like even even if you go to Marvel movies, where you, where y'all keep coming from? What you once you see that is why is you still in the street? Why are you still right here? So because here's the thing: all eight of them came from the same direction. They're in a cluster. There's so, hundreds of y'all, but this is what this is what Rick was talking about. <laughs> this is what Rick was talking about. Because I'm sorry, I might not be a, a Michonne or a Rosita or a Carol, but if I see a Walker coming. I'm gonna find something to hit it with. If I'm something, you could have grabbed you could have grabbed the ice cream scoop off the truck and at least hit it in the head one of good times. Like I said, they had plenty mm-hmm. of flower pots. I mean, y'all were just at a wrestling match. There were chairs on the stage. Get a chair and hit that motherfucker like they do in the wrestling matches. I mean, seriously. These people. If, if the next Something got a whole bunch of people running in the background. I'm just... Y'all could y'all could have y'all could have been done with this quick. 
It, that many people didn't have to die. Not, they didn't. Nobody had to die. No. And also, all okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just going to speculate. Hi, Tiger Lily. My, <laughs> Casey's twenty. Came up like, <laughs> she came up like, hey, pay me some attention. So I'm not saying that it is a wig, but Casey and I have speculated that Max's hair is a wig. If somebody is chasing you, you got on a red sweater and a black and white shirt while you are running and all that commotion is going. I need you to take that sweater off and I need you to snatch that damn wig off your head. Because chances are he don't know what you look like without all that stuff. You all you ha- even you could have just taken the sweater off. Yeah, because the, the wig may be glued on, you know, to her braids. <laughs> you can't just snatch that off now. So they <laughs> now, however, you got to remember you that the zombie ap- in this timeline, the zombie apocalypse happened in 2010. So they don't have all of the innovations that that we they have. have still, we still have wig glue back then. They didn't have wig. They had no lace front. You didn't have lace front. That's why she don't have that. She didn't have lace front. But you did have wig um sticky tape to hold that wig down now. That was back in the day too. You think somebody was really prioritizing finding sticky tape? Hey, they get rocky roll ice cream. Rocky roll no ice cream wigs. is a necessity. <laughs> okay, so how she get fresh wigs? Yeah. Because you should be able to get no fresh weed now. <laughs> I'm just saying. She should have been natural. Yep, she found a beautiful high store outside the walls. She's the only one going to it. <laughs> but even if it's not a wig, she could have at least taken the, the sweater off. Yes. He's looking, for, he's looking for you with the, with the hair and the red sweater because that's what you had on. You need to take or just take off. off running for real. Just take off or or, or run through the crowd because or, I'm sorry or, or not be there when he's fucking done. That too. Don't be That's there. True. Or or run your ass back to the wrestling mat and find your goddamn brother. Speaking of which. Let's, brother ain't gonna let nothing happen to you. I'm finna I'm finna be like Anthony last night. Sidebar. Let's talk about this wrestling match. <laughs> Why? Why? You know, I think in a way. Now, I, I watched the after um, the after credits with Angela Kane talking about how they switched it to wrestling because in the comics, football was the share was the sport that they kind of rallied around. But because of COVID restrictions and protocols they felt like wrestling would be safer because there's less people having, you know, that kind of contact with each other. So I can Mm. get that. But I thought the really interesting thing about the wrestling match was you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the camera pan on different people, but then you see them focusing on, on Daryl's face. And I didn't think about it until I watched it this second time. I was like, he's having flashbacks of when he was in the rest, when he was in the fighting pit, in Woodbury. Oh, remember they yeah. had him and his brother mm-hmm. getting ready to other. fight each other, and mm-hmm. people were there like cheering for the barbaric mm-hmm. nature of the um of the event. And I feel like when they kept focusing on Daryl and all he's doing is looking at how people are reacting, I think he was saying, 
okay, yes, this is what people really are. They like violence as entertainment. Like these people have no idea what it is to, to, to have to live through that kind of violence for real. And I think he really was kind of thinking about that, like having a flashback a little bit. Like, hmm, okay, yeah. These And again, people are fickle. Yesterday, y'all were calling for Pamela Milton and Sebastian's heads. And today, everything is hunky-dory. Oh, it's Founders Day and we're celebrating. And y'all ain't thought nothing of that. Petting zoo, ice cream, popcorn, wrestling match. So I just thought that that was interesting. You know, for it to be a wrestling match, I was like, mm-hmm. so we got WWE in the Commonwealth. I want to know where the hell they got the damn wrestling mat from. That's my question. But, you know, it, but, it, but the again, wrestling the wrestling match was next to the beauty supply. Right. No, nah, they probably, there's probably an old high school or something around in the area. They probably, because I mean, if yeah. you think about it, we, we keep forgetting, and we, we said this last week, the Commonwealth is 50,000 people. And we saw from that that kind of uh, pan view last week, the Commonwealth is actually pretty fucking big. We're only seeing a corner of what that whole community is like. So there probably was like a high school, maybe two high schools. Because, I mean, you're talking 50,000 people. They or- had to be- there had to be several schools in that area that you that you done blocked off. Or someone made it. Because if you have everyone doing certain jobs based on what they did in the past, could you yeah. could have people make things and you just had to find the materials. Yeah, I but I, I don't know. I think it would be easier to find a ready-made wrestling mat or wrestling uh ring than it would be to make to find the material. I don't know. I don't think for Pamela, because I don't think Pamela's gonna want the wrestling match to be looking like the school colors. She she wants things a certain way. Not school colors. I don't know. <laughs> you might be right. You, might you know, because be right. a lot of things that they have, you know, they had to. Yeah. Someone had to build it. Someone had to make it. Mm-hmm. So, so keep it up too to uh, maintain it. Right. Right. So, um, why is Rosita's baby not old enough to walk? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that baby is so oh, cute. No. Remember how long Judith was a baby? Well, yeah. Remember how long Judith was a baby? Yeah, so so we Judas know the time baby. is not moving that fast. Judith that's was a baby cute little baby, though. That's, that's true. A cute little baby, though. Judith was a baby for seventeen. I'm... But I, I will say this. So I know from the promos for the third, you know, this third part of the season. There's a lot of things that I've seen in the trailers that we haven't gotten to yet. One of the scenes is of Rosita carrying Coco in a carrier trying to climb up a wall, getting away from a whole bunch of walkers. If y'all do anything to Rosita and that baby. Rosita is one I really am scared of something happening. And in in some ways, maybe Gabriel too. And the reason why is because the conversation they were having in the church when he said something about he didn't think he'd ever find his way back to God, but these parishioners, mm-hmm. you know, they gave it, they gave that back to me. And she said, well, you, you've given them a lot too. And that will, that will stay with them long after you're gone. I was like, please don't say stuff like that. Don't say stuff like that. Why, why would you say stuff like that? 
I know yeah. she was talking about when they leave the Commonwealth, but that just kind of has me worry and you know, I don't want shut up because I know that's another one that's been on your lips and I don't want that because I need a Gabriel and Aaron spinoff I'm just saying yeah, but, yeah, maybe, maybe. but if y'all do anything to Rosita not everybody is going to survive the last episode is called rest in fucking peace that could be talking about Pamela Milton or Aaron. <laughs> it says rest in peace or Aaron. P-E-A-C-E, meaning yes, we have peace away from these motherfuckers. That's how I'm taking it. That's how I'm taking it. Like I said, I know there's going to be people who get mad if if no major deaths happen. They're going to be like, oh, all that build up for nothing. I would love it if all my people survive. Major deaths are going to happen. On the Commonwealth side. We we do know four people who ain't going to die. We know four who ain't going to die. Everybody else is up for grabs. Everybody else. As long as they Aaron, don't touch Jerry and, and Ezekiel. Aaron, Gabriel and Ezekiel are all gone. All three. Arian, help me, Aaron, Gabriel, Ezekiel, gone. Rosita and the baby too. So now I got, I'm up to phone. Hope you know no. Go. I think we're going to put Casey off of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember today. What's today? Today is. Wednesday, October 19th, that I said. At some point, I think maybe next episode or the episode after that, because like, let's see, we have what we have six episodes left. Maybe when we get down to the last five episodes, we might do a Deadpool and see, okay, these are who we are predicting. I'm with it. So, okay, we might have to do that. I'm with it. I'm going to make my list now. You know, okay. I can't stand y'all. I can't stand y'all. <laughs> and you know who number one on the list? I'm not. Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> I'm not paying you no attention. I'm not paying you no attention. He's number one with a bullet. You know what? I can't. I can't. Um, okay. Yeah. Start the dead bull because I'm ready. I think we've said that Sebastian's death is so satisfying. Have we said that yet? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank God. Okay. How I many want... here? I was sitting on my couch. When they was not helping him, I was like, "You about to die." You about to die. My thing is, I mean, honey, can you can you not help yourself either? Right. And then you get it off of you, and you just still sit on the ground. Help me! Help me! That's what I was saying. Like, I'm sorry if you if. if and he wasn't even bit at that point. No. Get your ass up and go. I mean, I'm glad he didn't, but get your ass up and go. I know. He just I'm telling you, Commonwealth people are soft. You got yes. people running every which way in the square when y'all only got eight fucking mm-hmm. walkers to deal with against y'all's hundreds of people. Oh, Mercer took out um two. Oh, I did say that. Mercer took yeah, out two, Daryl took out two, Judith took out two, so there's still two ac- unaccounted for. But I mean, y'all could have taken y'all could have taken them out. Sebastian, when you threw that walker off of you, you could have gotten the hell up. up. But that's okay. He got what he deserved because when he pushed Max into that walker, I was about to get mad. And Thank then here you. comes Eugene, like motherfucking Superman. Ain't no way. Pushed him. And took Max, and they were just sitting there looking. He was like, "Come on, we need to go." And she was like, "No, I want to see this." 
Okay, we can go now. <laughs> Let me tell you, Sebastian, he could have saved himself. All these people, they could have saved themselves. And I'm just tripping because, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Pamela had the nerve to tell Lance that he's trying to play the game when he doesn't even realize that he was never really a player in the first place. Um, I think he just showed you that he, he has been the, in this he, game. He's the ringleader. He's the ringleader. Because I bet you didn't expect him to orchestrate some death and mayhem from inside his little dungeon cell. Mm-hmm. You know, all from, all from a window, this damn big. That's, that's why these motherfuckers go to prison and still be running their enterprises. Cause what, what, do, <laughs> what do this stop? I'm just not here. I'm, I'm still who I am. And if somebody can at least, he didn't even speak no words to them. He looked at them. We said that damn Shira was gonna be a problem, but I I didn't think it was gonna be like on this level. When 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 we first found out about her duplicity, I didn't think it was right. gonna be on this level. Like right. I just thought Lance had lackeys, or I would mm-hmm. say I thought he had people to do other, you know, the more heinous crimes. No, Stephanie, not Stephanie. She all in the thick of it. But that that made that made her a good um that made her a good spy. That made her a good switch for um Max. But ooh, ooh. I didn't like that. Like oh what? the whole Stephanie switch. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I felt so bad for Eugene. Like, I did. I mean it hurt it hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. Oh, mine too. I was like, and then, just... and then the indignity of it. You know, we always talk about how people, you know, how men do uh, women wrong when it comes to stuff like that. Like you literally, you knew this man, one, was a virgin. Two, was very emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. And you and y'all just have no regard. It's kind, and then when he came looking for you because he thought something had happened, you looked at him like he was on the bottom of his show. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she would. She made yeah. me and Casey mad. We were talking about her ass. But then, then I felt bad for Max too because it's like we've been talking. So y'all conversations, you should have realized it wasn't me. That part. But here's the thing: she's a little Somebody- different in how she answers him too. So. He should have. But like he said, though, I like his answer, though. I have been without love. And this beautiful person said they interested in me. Mm-hmm. I just forgot about those conversations. Uh, th- it, that's not the thing, though. It, she, she didn't forget about the conversations. They Once they realized that Max was sending out those messages, they didn't know where it was coming from. They were listening in on those conversations. I know, but she still can't respond the way she respond that Max responds. Even if you listen to the you being a spy, it's still different because her knowledge level is not like Max knowledge level. But she right. knew enough. She knew enough. Yeah, but the, like, like but especially he also, when she was reading his manuscript. Yeah, but she's also working on he's also working on feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he got hormones. He got so he went 
Yeah, he so he wasn't paying attention either. <laughs> so he he was honest, and I mm-hmm. felt him saying like, literally, I haven't had anyone. Mm-hmm. This this person interested in me, so I wasn't thinking about like, yeah, you would have said that or, right, or responded to my, you know, like they came up with the same character in his book, and she didn't even read his book. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, okay. so, I don't know. I felt bad. Oh, I did too. So I'm glad he has Max. But yeah, um Shira, I she's one of those characters I feel like she probably will die at some point. Very I would soon. really like for Eugene to be the one to like off her. Mm-mm, Max. Oh, Max would be Max would be even better. But what I'm saying, for the level of hurt that she did to Eugene, yes, yeah. Eugene deserves all of that. Yeah, he deserves mm-hmm. it all. Yeah, he does. Or both of them at the same time. That will work too. <laughs> As a, oh, they could all stand around like they did for Sebastian and just watch. <laughs> Y'all come look at this. Hey, come here. Come here. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, okay. So, one other thing I want to talk about going back to Negan and Annie. You know, there was people on the internet mad because of the the, the ultrasound scene. Because they were like, because they were like, no, they didn't. Uh, they didn't mirror that after Glenn and Maggie looking at their ultrasound. I was like, y'all, there's not too many ways that you can film an ultrasound scene, and she's pregnant and has been without medical care. Why wouldn't the first thing she go do is, oh, you have a doctor, you have an ultrasound machine, let me go check and make sure everything is okay. Why wouldn't she do that? Right. It's just the level of the level of mad that people get just because Negan is involved I'm like y'all come on let's let's be rational she's a pregnant woman she's been without medical care and now she has access to medical care yeah they're gonna have to check her to see I mean what did y'all want did y'all want to see a scene with her with her feet in the stirrups and the doctor in between her legs I mean how did you there's not that? too many different ways that you can have an ultrasound i yeah. know i've had th- I, I had three children they always the same always the same pretty much the same thing okay i'm gonna look okay it's gonna be cold gel i'm gonna fi- <laughs> literally it's like you can read it from a speech but yeah people were mad about that too but i don't know i i will say this the other thing, and we said this on the last episode, I love the way that they are starting these episodes out with the montages oh, I did of the characters. They yes. they came yes. in with Daryl. I was like, look at that baby face. Yes. yes. He looked like such a baby. And remember how angry he sounded and how whiny he, not yeah. whiny in that sense, but it's like his voice was so different. Yes. And to see that montage come out and then also, oh, the hurt to see him every time he was carrying somebody. It was mm. Judith. Uh, it was this. It was be- I was like, y'all gonna make me cry at the beginning of every episode. Every episode. In yeah. these last I days. love that though. I love I it. I do too. Love that. And to hear Judith's voiceover. Because I feel like I feel like she's telling this story 
from her perspective as she's older. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but that's kind of what I feel like. Like she's older now. She's looking back on mm-hmm. the people that she knows and what has happened to get them to whatever point they get to at the end. So I was like, I kind of like that. But boy, when I saw Dara, I was like, I mean, the first one, the one from last week, Rick, I was like, <sighs> like, y'all really gonna start us out like this? And now we got Daryl. So who they who have had- to, you have to go to the beginning. I know. To the end. I know. You have to. So that means Carol's gonna be next because she's the only other or she's the only other original from season one that's on the show now. So I feel like yeah. they did Rick first. They're gonna do Daryl. They're gonna yeah. do Carol. And then let's see. They may do they Aaron. Do Maggie. Maggie. Oh yeah, Maggie. Mm-hmm. They probably will do Aaron. They may do Negan b- just because Judith has a bit of a relationship with him as well. And then mm-hmm. the last one will probably be Judith. So. Mm. <sighs> Did y'all hear that Andy Lincoln is in Paris right now? Yes. You know I got my passport ready. Like, <laughs> And I know that Norman Reedus talked last week about how he's been back and forth and he's been scouting locations and, you know, for the show and they've been doing this and they've been doing that. And I was like, oh, Andy's in France, huh? Oh. You know they're going to have to, you know they're doing something at the Eiffel Tower. You, you just know it. Yeah, you have to. You can't be in Paris and not do that. Yeah, it's That's kind of especially a, especially a zombie apocalypse Eiffel Tower. Yes, like falling apart. That's yeah, so dope. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so dope. I am really like I'm. I'm trying not to read too much about his show. I do know that somebody posted some kind of synopsis. I don't know how official it is. But when I read it, I was like, hmm, okay. Somebody said they, they might be trying to throw a Leah 2.0 into the Daryl show. I said, if her name is not Connie, I do not want it. <laughs> if her name is not Connie, I do not want it. But yeah, so Rick is in Paris. Um, I did see I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> I did see a new picture of Denai and Andy and Scott. So we do know that the um the spinoffs are getting underway. I think um I think I heard that the Rick and Michonne show will start shooting in January. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So we could we could get it late next year. I, I would say probably fall. I don't think they'll be done by summer, but they'll probably have enough. They'll have enough during the summer to um to give us a taste or to give us a teaser uh the Negan and Maggie show is supposed to debut in April I believe so I'm thinking April for that one probably a summer release for Daryl's and then Rick and Michonne in the fall I just just give it to me just give it to me and then we still have Fear the Walking Dead to look forward to Mm-hmm. And we still need to go do a road trip. 
But, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Um, y'all have any final thoughts about this episode? I think we nailed it all. We talked about it all. I feel like right now we're on a roller coaster and we slowly getting up to the top. Absolutely. Like, yeah. The where they hang you over the edge right before they drop you. Mm -hmm. so we 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 trek we trekking up right now because some shit is building and some shit is coming. And when they drop and all these people start dying, Aaron, um, you know, it's gonna coast off real real quick. You know what? She gonna make me. She gonna make me reach through this doggone camera. So anyway, um, before <laughs> we end, we will be at the camp next weekend, which is a Walking Dead centric fan event, uh, kind of like a small convention. Uh, Casey and I went to the camp in May of this year, and we still haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. So we'll we'll probably do that uh, this time. One I think big, one big. Yeah, I, I I was kind of like shell shocked because I came back from the camp with COVID. I don't think I got it there, but I came back and I was sick, and I was just kind of like, uh. So anyway, um, we will be there. All three of us, Michelle, will be joining us. Yes, this will be yes. her first Walking Dead event. Um, I know that there will be a viewing party there that night. We'll be watching the um, new episode and. Um, yeah, we're going to have some fun. We will probably do a couple of quick videos, maybe actually do a podcast recording while we're there in person. So that should be fun. And then Casey and I are still waiting for details about the fan event in LA on November 20th. And I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but every time the talking dead gets on their show and they're like, we're going to have this big fan event on November 20th. What are you going to do? Send us a message or whatever. I'm like, I'm waiting on y'all to tell me what y'all doing so I can buy my plane ticket. I am the message. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm the message. That's a message I want to send me. Yeah. Just give me some details. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think at this point, I'm, Casey and I have just decided we're going to go ahead, just buy our tickets. We're going to, get a hotel room close to where we think it might be. There've been some rumors on Twitter about where the event is supposed to happen. So, I mean, we know it's in LA. So there's only a few places in LA that it could be for an event of that magnitude. Mm -hmm. And what's the date for the last episode again? November 20th, the Sunday, right before <laughs> Thanksgiving. They need to give that information now. Right. It's, a, it's a holiday travel weekend. Right. They Let absolutely do. Tell us what it is. They're going to stress me out. All the way. That's all right. I'm still going to be there. Just got to find That's something true. to wear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. We talked about everything. We talked about the camp. So we might be doing some lives next weekend while we're surrounded by walking dead peoples and families. So look out for that. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel. We have a YouTube channel. And you can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>